Um, she's seven years old and she's got this, you know, an abundance of challenges in her life. She's um, um, schizophrenic, she's ADHD, bipolar, uh, epileptic, and um, Asperger's, which wow. is a form of autism. The whole concept for MOVE is M, make a difference. Oh, to offer up your time, talent, and gifts. And B, there's victory in the small things, and E, to encourage others. And so I started to MOVE. Hello, everybody, and thank you again for joining the MOVE podcast. I'm Scotty Carlisle. I'm your host. And sit back, relax, and get ready for an interesting ride. So today, our guest is Jennifer Lorenz. And she has some interesting stories to talk about. She has some interesting energy that I think you're going to experience. And I believe after you listen to this podcast, you're going to be a better person. <laughs> Maybe not. But listen to it anyway. It'll be interesting. It'll be entertaining. So how are you, Jennifer? I am wonderful. Thank you for asking, Scotty. Yes, and thank you for coming to the show. Yeah. That's cool. I think it's cool that you made it a point to come all the way out here into the Carlisle studio. Carlisle Studios for an interesting day of podcasting and cameras and nervousness. Yes, yes, nerves, excitement, same thing. Oh, so yeah, what, so different cat, a different different label. My understanding is the body actually reacts the same way when it comes to excitement and nervousness. So if you look at you, you know, all these things are like firing, you know. And the, the way we label it, you were just talking about labeling things, you know, your experience. Um, how we label it is how we experience it. So when I walked in here and I said I was nervous, I went, you know, I got to flip the script a little bit. <laughs> I'm excited. Freaking excited <laughs> to be here. So. Awesome. So what happened? You were telling me there was a couple little interesting things on the way over here that that could have made it a lot worse. If oh, it you did make it back. worse. Okay. It did make it worse. Oh, it did. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it, it made those nerves, the excitement, uh, go a little bit higher. So as I'm driving over here, I had it all mapped out how to get here. But in the course of my travels, GPS goes out. <laughs> GPS goes out, and I have no idea how to get here. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I've calculated it uh, ac- accurately of how to get here. So I'm a little bit early, um, and I'm, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. I'm going through my archive of individuals after I thought about calling my husband. Uh, who, <laughs> if I can't get a hold of my husband, who am I going to get a hold of? You know, how do I get here? So I have no idea where I'm going. Anyways, I I, uh, I, got, I tried to reach my husband. He didn't answer. Um, um, I was processing things, taking a deep breath, uh, figured it all out, and went, you know what? If I can't get a hold of my husband, I'm going to call you, Scotty. I'll know exactly how to get here. So, yeah. Where are you coming happened. from? So, Eastvale, a.k.a. Oh, okay. Corona. Same thing, just a different part. Got it. Yeah. But you could be so close, not knowing where you're going, and be yeah. very. Far I've never away. been in this particular area, so it's just like a. It was a. Tr- it was an adventure. It was an adventure, and it was kind of like, ooh, where am I going? <laughs> what am I doing? So. <laughs> well, how many times are we lost in whatever, and we have all of those same situations? You know, the same nerves, the same, and it always happens when you have somewhere to be or yeah. something that's really important. When everything's cool and it doesn't matter, it that, that never happens. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. It does not. 
But then, you know, you're supposed to be somewhere, then your phone cuts out, then you take the wrong turn, then you get caught up in traffic, and then it's, you know, it is, and I'm sure anybody out there listening can relate to this too. So you might be experiencing one of those things right now while you're listening to this podcast. Um, I heard there is a book called A New Earth by, um, what's what's that guy's name? Eckhart Tolle. Have you ever, okay. have you ever heard of that? I know who the author is, but I've not read the book. Got it. That got me into when I started listening to that. I've, I've listened to it for probably, it's been years ago since I started when I, when I first heard it, but he opened my mind to meditation, to, um, to not having to be or to be not trying to become, but be, I don't know. There's a lot of interesting feedback that I've that I've got after I listened to that you know in my own mind on okay this is what's happening right now why is this happening oh it's because my ego is involved oh why do I feel this way why am I angry oh this you know a pain body that I have inside of me that's looking for some kind of attention that's connected to my ego I don't want to get too far off into left field but I just wanted to bring that up because it is not about being lost that troubles you it is about your thoughts that you need to be found and that's an interesting distinction Mm. so just like what was happening when you're coming over here and you're like ah shit right it's the yes nothing bad was happening you were driving in your comfortable vehicle with your ac on you weren't hungry you weren't thirsty you weren't aching your body everything was perfectly fine absolutely a-okay but I just you, had no idea where I was going. Yeah, right? right. And which creates uncomfortableness, right? right? It creates, and what do you do when you're uncomfortable? Sometimes you freaking panic. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, um, you stop and you start to think, what is my next step? You ca- Your calculated moves. That's what it did. It's like, okay, uh, I could feel the tension rising, <laughs> right? But what was I, so did you spin out of control in that moment? Or... Do you research and go, okay, wait a second, what's my next step? And if that doesn't work out, what's my next step? You know? And breathe. And freaking breathe. Yes. Yeah. And get yourself <laughs> out of it, right? It's something so simple. We breathe 23,000 times a day. Yeah. And, but when we're caught up in our mind, we stop breathing. Mm-hmm. We forget about it. Yeah. And then there's a lot of repercussions that happen over time when you're not breathing or you're breathing inefficiently. And it helps you become more stressed and a, and a worry wart and everything else. So, so deep breaths, that's good advice. It is. It's fantastic, actually. It, it, it clears your mind. It, slower, it slows your heart rate. Um, research says, oops, <laughs> research says that it even lowers your blood pressure. You know, when you take those deep, uh, profound, um, methodical breaths. You're breathing constantly. No, you are not stopping breathing, but but you stop and you take that deep breath. You hold it and you exhale, you know? I did that right before we got on here. (laughs) Yeah, it centers me. It helps me. It does. It's interesting. If you think, you know, I got to stop saying that word. There has to be, every time I say the word interesting, I need to pay, we're going to donate five bucks to some cause, some charity. I, I hear myself saying that word and it ticks me off because I know what I say too much. What other word could you utilize other than interesting, fascinating? Interesting is a word that you put in, it's like a filler. When you don't know what to say and you say, uh, mm. um, 
Oh, so um, mm. it's the new um. It's the new um. Yes, I, <laughs> that's <I've>... interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the truth. So I have to figure out a different word because it requires a little bit more thought. So instead of saying interesting, I can say colorful, or I can say something that relates to whatever the hell I'm saying mm. interesting about. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to write some words down and figure that out. Hmm. But what I was, where I was going with that is that if you are conscious about your breathing, about your breath, when you breathe in and you're thinking about the air passing through your nostrils or you're taking your awareness and you're putting it on this action is what is happening. The air is coming in through your nostrils, into your lungs, your lungs are expanding. And depending on your level of intellect or attention, you can think of a lot of things that are happening as a result of that breath. When your awareness or your attention is on that breath, you're not thinking about my husband cheated on me, I'm lost, I'm, I have gone to herpes syphilis AIDS. You're not thinking about that because your attention is right here. You're present. You're present. You're freaking present, man. How can you think about anything else? You're focused on your breath. It centers you. You're right here, right now. That's it. That's all that matters. I I love it. Yeah. But why does it happen when all of us have the same issue? We're thinking about the past. We're thinking about it's like we're ingrained. We're we're uh, what's the word I'm I'm looking for? Um, we're programmed to think about the past, to think about the future, and unless we reprogram ourselves, we're gonna be caught in Never Neverland because back then doesn't matter. And who knows what's going to happen up there. So we do need to, to be grounded, to be in the present, because that's where we have our full energy, our full attention, our full potential. It's always right now. Yeah. But it's just, I think we need reminders of that. So Absolutely. My understanding, too, is about when you think about the past, right, um, it can create depression. When you think about the future, it actually, because it's not even here yet, it creates anxiety. So think about what's happening in the world today, right? An abundance of depression, an abundance of freaking anxiety, right? Um, because we're so there, there, you know, and we're not here. We're not here. And it's all happening in our noggins, in our brain. So... How do we fix that? Breathe, man. <laughs> Breathe. Take deep freaking breaths. That's what we do. <laughs> Stay present, man. Stay present. Did you hear that? Are you guys listening right now? Just, just repeat that. Stay present. <laughs> Say it. Look at yourself in the mirror while you're saying it. Stay present right now. Because that's all that matters is right now. That's it. So speaking of right now, the reason that you came here, it was to talk about in my opinion, some type of adversity that you faced in life. And, you know, my the reason I wanted you to come is because I wanted to capture that attitude, that viewpoint, the way that you're looking at and engaging the issues that you've had in your life. And I think it would be good for people to hear because who knows, you know, there's at some point, I don't know how many people are listening right now to this podcast, but at some point there's going to be a lot. Mm -hmm. And, and that's my opinion. I might be a little biased, but the words that you say and the attitude that you take upon life, you personally, Jennifer, mm -hmm. I think other people would be listening to this and they can glean some type of joy, 
in a situation that is otherwise affecting them in a negative way. You know, they're hurt, they're sad, they're bummed out, and, you know, they can see, you know, there's other things that could happen and the situation could be worse. Or, you know, that's that's what I wanted to talk to you about because you have, in my opinion, a good energy, you have a good attitude, and just like a bad attitude, I think a good attitude can be contagious. Mm -hmm. So, so anyway, why... Do you think I invited you here? What what kind of issues have you had in life? To put me under pressure, first and foremost. I'm just kidding. Yes. Um, uh, no. Right now. <laughs> you know, um, I, I think you must have seen something in me that you would like for me to share to the world, right? And so with that said, when you asked me to be on this particular uh, podcast, which is <laughs> awesome. I love what you're doing. You know, Good. So I you heard, you've heard a couple of the podcasts then? Yes, absolutely. And so the whole acronym MOVE, I mean, I'm like, what? This is freaking fantastic. So M for, what, making a difference, right? Um, o, offering your, what, your your gifts, your talents, right? Your, mm-hmm. I, I always say your service, right? That's why we're here on Earth in general. So so I'm like, okay, Scotty, Scotty's on to something, something here. And then V for the small victories. I preached all the time about the small victories. Like, I, I opened up my eyes this morning to me. That's freaking fantastic. If you knew where I came from, right? You would understand. And I hope to be able to get that get to that that point. And then E encouraging others, right? Like, come on now. Come on. Like that's why we're here, Scotty. So when um you asked me and I said, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, let me let me think about it, right? I said, mm-hmm. let me think mm-hmm. about it. And and I watched a couple of your podcasts. The first, um, the first one that I, I not watched it, sorry, listened to them. The first one that I listened to was the Heavy Cross. Ah. And uh and uh enough said. Enough said because um that really resonated with me. The 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 story about the heavy cross, you know, when we think that we're carrying something so hard and how, you know, I'm so heavy and take a look, there's somebody else out there that's, that's worse off, you know? Um, and so be grateful for what's, what's being delivered to you and what you're carrying, you know? So it was a reminder when I, when I, when I, when I listened to that, man, I was just like, okay, I gotta be a part of this, you know? Um, and I think that people are placed in your life for a reason. And so, um, you asking me out of the blue, why wouldn't I say yes? This is an opportunity to share. And, and uh, my thought process is this. We're here to share love. We're here to share. That's, that's why I was created, you know? So if it's in words, you know, if it's sharing, like, my experience, um, by all means, here I am. I'm, I'm, you know, I want to do that. I want to be a part of it. So Awesome. <laughs> I, that's pretty damn cool, I have to admit. So I'm I I just got a little bit of a, a you know must did we turn the AC on I think you know to hear the fact that you're picking up what is being put down you know yeah. as far and and the move just the whole acronym the whole and move it implies action right it yeah implies, well Einstein it, it, it wasn't Einstein said Einstein said um, uh, nothing happens until something moves. Nothing happens until something moves. So you doing this, right? You're making a move, man, right? So nothing's going to happen until you're making a move, right? So, like, like I don't know. If nobody does anything, what the heck's going to happen, right? Einstein said it. He was brilliant. Mind-blowing, right? Like, so... Oh, that is funny. And it and that is the opposite of... I was looking at this word. Me and my brother were talking about it, and I couldn't figure it out. 
you know when you're talking and there's a word that just escapes you and you know you know the word yeah but at the time we're we're talking about you're like, what's that word yes! what's that word and you know what we're talking about right and you're like and yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but then a day later it hit me inertia mm. so inertia we were talking about it was the opposite of moving right when you have inertia and you're just you're sitting still and in order to overcome the forces of inertia that are that are keeping you stifled that are keeping you compressed that are keeping you limited right which is what we all have in our life in different capacities but the force it takes to overcome to to create that initial movement is powerful it's so it's very hard and so that's why people that are suffering from depression or especially depression. I think depression is a very horrible scenario. Some people use it as an excuse and they and they use it to they use the word depression, not mm-hmm. the actual act of depression, to manipulate because they say they're depressed and they're doing it to get in to elicit some type of reaction out of you. Mm-hmm. And people do do that. Yes. However, it is a it is a real thing, it is a true thing when somebody is depressed in order to overcome that depression, it, because it's like you're lost. It's not just, okay, take a step, make a move. Yeah, it's that It's that simple, we know that, but it's not easy. It's not easy to overcome that inertia to, to make the move. So I'm trying <clears throat> with everything. <laughs> what the hell is, so I'm trying with, <clears throat> everything that <laughs> this should not be upsetting me right now I'm trying it with should. it <laughs> should and that's why it is you know something that moves you something that you feel and that's why you're feeling it so this is awesome <laughs> you're doing so well <laughs> I love it <clears throat> you got this so yeah I got this you got this so I'm trying with everything that I have everything that I am <laughs> and everything that I want for myself, for my family, and for others mm-hmm. to overcome the chains that bind you, yeah. right? And we yeah. all have chains that oh bind gosh, us. Totally. And so, and we all need help. Absolutely. Just like you coming over here today and you're like, and you said early, we all need help. We all need somebody to help, you know? And so, and what I have found in my own life is that when you commit and make a conscious effort to be that help, to help somebody get to their destination, get to their potential, mm-hmm that you are doing what the universe, what God wants you to do. And in doing that, there will be blessings. There will be things that will come for you that will help you, that will help your family, that will make your life better. Mm -hmm. Whether it's discernment of a problem, whether it's energy, whether it's whatever the hell it is that you're trying to overcome. If you Take yourself out of your own shit for a second and you try to adjust it to help somebody else make a difference. So it's not it's not easy, but it is it's simple. You just 
and move, encapsulate that whole thing by taking action. And if you don't know where to take action, it will give you a little beacon of light saying, well, I don't know what to do. Well, how can I make a difference in somebody else's life? Okay, so maybe then you can look around and and you can say, hey, maybe there's an old lady that needs help across the street or with their groceries. Or maybe my neighbor has his yard looks like a pigsty. Maybe I can go mow it for him or maybe I can give somebody whatever the hell it is. Yeah, the questions that you ask yourself are actually very, very important. So how can I be of service to others? How can I help? Right. So you ask that question and you have all those answers inside of you. If you just listen, do you understand? At first, you might not know because you're like, well, "Why is not God not talking to me? Why did you not just roll down the scroll and give me a, you know, a, a whole little thing, a memo of what exactly?" Well, it doesn't work that way. He, it, uh, my thought is, it's already instilled in us. We just have to quiet ourselves down so we can hear it. You know, how can I help you? Or just asking that question to somebody else, how can I help you? Right, like. Yeah. Yeah. Then they'll tell you. I mean, look, go to Chick Fil A, <laughs> right? Yeah. How awesome! Everybody goes there, and everybody's so happy. And, yeah. You know, my pleasure from from the point you get there. Now, I think of all the years I've been going there, maybe I might have had a, a bad experience, maybe one time that. Yeah. But I go there like three times a week. I love Research that place. shows <laughs> that you go back to a place that you feel welcome at. You know, you will. You'd have like the greatest food, and but you're not, you're not, you see, you had a bad experience, right? You're gonna jump into your car and you're gonna go over there real quick, like, no, you're not. You're gonna be like, mm, let me find another place. But when you feel welcome, you're gonna come back, you're gonna go back, mm. yeah. Man, there's there's a lot of insight in this podcast so far, even just for me. I'm gonna, after we're done, I'm gonna rewind, I'm gonna listen to the whole damn yeah. thing again That's because awesome. <laughs> this is good, shit. That's awesome. but so give me a little story about where you came from and. You know, what, what, what is the backstory for Jennifer Lorenz? Okay, so um, I was born, no, um, born <laughs> and raised in, in <laughs> a cold, dark night. Um, oh, boy, oh, boy, this is going way back, Good. you know? So, we got nothing but time. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, this is cool. This is my, my opportunity. Um, I'm born and raised in Northern California. Um, so... I have brothers. I have three older, one younger. Uh, when I was brought into the world, um, my three older brothers were already here. Um, so my father, my biological father, bounced when I was two. Okay? So um, I had a replacement father, right, that wasn't the best, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. So my beginning of my life was the struggle was Rough. real. It really was. So I come from an awful lot of trauma. And um, for the first 14 years, it was consistent, consistent trauma. So my mom, you know, um, suffered from the same abuse, you know. So she was kind of like a wallflower, you know. Um, and so at the age of 14, I, I left. I went into the world, you know, and I was going to show, um, I figured like it can't be any worse than where I came from. Right. Yeah, 14, years, uh, 14 old. years old. Um, I'm thinking I know everything. So let me get out there. Let me show, you know, show them how it's done. And, uh, there's no way in heck you're 14 years old. How in the heck are you going to know anything? So I've scrambled through my life. I've really scrambled through my life. Um, along with all of those, you know, abuse that I endured, of course, what goes along with abuse, 
So you go through abuse, all different types of abuse, right? What happens? You abuse yourself, right? You, for me, substance abuse was, was something that I reached for because I didn't want to feel anymore. So I've uh, endured that as well, right? Um, At 14, is 14, that? 14, um, I wanted to come back home. Um, and in order for me to come back home, um, one of the prerequisites was I needed to get into a recovery center. So from 14 to 16, I was out on my own. So I needed to come back home because I had no other place to stay. Um, and that was the first uh, recovery center that I ever went into. And uh, I only reason I went there was because I needed a place to stay. So let me <laughs> let me get through this 30 days and then I'll ha I'll be able to go back home. So I wasn't ready at that point. I was going through the motions right. of things, right? How do you how do you know Jack Diddley squat at such a young age? You don't know anything. Heck, I'm I'm still learning now, right? Okay, going back. Um so I did that. I got back I got back home um, and realized I didn't really really want to be there. So I decided to venture into a relationship <laughs> with uh -oh. somebody that was, was older than me and um, um, get out of the house again. And that propelled a whole lot of negativity. And so for the next five years, I found myself, because this is what happens. So when you are not given um, um, all the structure, the handbook, the everything, all that stuff that builds you, right? You try to figure out things for yourself. And that's what I've had to do. I've had to figure stuff out on my own. So coming from an abusive background, what the heck? Okay. And then go ahead and, you know, do drugs, alcohol, that stuff. Um, let me venture into a relationship. That's not how would I know, right. man. I just figured the person was older. They should know better, right? <laughs> How much older? Uh, 11 years older than myself. Oh, at 16? Uh, at that point, it was 17 because I just had turned 17 okay, years old. Okay, 28. So that's, yeah, that's a big difference. Mm -hmm. 11 years older than myself. Figured the person knew. Treated me like a queen. Great and wonderful. But that changed as soon as I moved in. When I moved in, I was found myself in the same kind of um, uh, abusive relationship of where I came from. You find what you're familiar with, right? So I made my bed. I had to lie in it, so to speak, because I didn't want to tell anybody, you know, what was really, really going on. So I endured it. I endured it in silence. Until I a wildflower. Yeah. yeah, kind of strange, right? It's yeah. not really strange. It's not really strange because that's the, that's the whole dynamics of it all, right? Um, so, so, with that said, Five years, I stayed into that really. I stayed in that relationship, and then I bounced. I realized, like, oh my gosh, actually, what had happened too was um, I developed an eating disorder at that time too. Um, something that I can control. Uh, it just, it just how it worked. It's just like one thing to you know after another. Um, and so I had started seeing a counselor for that, and. One of the things that she told me was this. She said, um, Jennifer, you know, um, there's no such thing as a, a victim uh, in this particular case, only a volunteer. And mm. I thought that was freaking harsh, man. I thought, what are you talking about? Like, like I'm, like I'm, uh, I'm volunteering, volunteering myself to, to, to be in this kind. And in essence, you tr it kind of was valid. And I think that's probably why it jolted me. Because I remember her saying that, and it was the first time that I, I recall knowing that I had a choice. 
because I figured things that just came at me, that's just how it was. That's life. That's just life. That's just how it was, right? Um, but when she said that, it it struck me. It struck me hard. And and so um, when I heard that and it resonated with me, it, I, I let it simmer. I let it marinate, actually, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for quite some time. And I realized, you know what? I'm in a bad way here. I'm in a bad relationship. This is not what I want. This is not us. Not this is not what I deserve. Is not what I want. <laughs> you know, I'm more. I'm more than this, man. Um, I am. And so, I packed up my stuff, and I called my brother, and he helped. Uh, everything was in garbage bags, and I went back home. At that point, um, my mom and my stepdad had split up, so it was just my mom. So I ended up going back home. You know, my life started to change then too hmm. you know i think with being armed with just a smidgen of hope and the fact of knowing that um i i could, i had choices right right it's like you it, you, you go oh, this is not how it's been but this is what's happening and this is what i just did you know anyways anyways <laughs> anyways so going through all those trials and tribulations so i'm in my 20s now you know um and I'm back at home with my mom, and I'm working and stuff like that. Things don't just all of a sudden go back to normal. Like, you're not automatically healed. Like, oh, I made a choice, and now I'm healed, <laughs> right? Like, okay, now I'm empowered now, and ooh, doesn't, no, it, did, it wasn't like that for me. In fact, there were many lessons that came my way, and it was trying to figure out who the heck I was. Who am I? You know, because we talked earlier about the software that's downloaded in us, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So feeling not good enough. Why would I feel good enough? Right? right? I had somebody, you know, beating on me every day, right? Why would I? I beat myself up at yeah. times. Why would yeah. I feel good enough? Why would I feel worthy? Okay, I didn't feel any of that stuff, right? So um, it's all <sighs> fighting my way through, crawling through to try to figure out who Jennifer is, right? So... Um, when I went back home, um, I was in my twenties. Hello, I'm free. I'm not even in a relationship. This is the first time like, Whoa, you know? And of course I got myself in some trouble, started, you know, using again, started to like, this is my only thing I knew what to do. That's what you do. You go out, you party. That's what you do. Right. right. Yep. Um, it wasn't much longer that I figured out, wait, when I do this, a whole lot of bad things kind of connect to that, right? They happen because of it. So um, it was the first time I decided to put myself in, in uh, recovery. Wow. And I did it. I made that choice. I chose to embrace the abundance of information that was coming my way even though I didn't understand half the shit they were saying, right? I wanted to open up my ears. I opened up my heart. I did whatever I could to try to absorb. I wanted a different way. I wanted a different way. I wanted a different life. Do you understand? So, mm -hmm. so, took it all in. Took it all in. Took it all in. Graduated from that thing. Stayed sober, right? Stayed sober. And soon after, I ended up um, um, meeting my husband. And um, so we've been married for 23 years now. Wow. Yeah, so it's interesting, too. This is crazy because, um, you know, statistics will say, you know, look where you come from, blah, 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 marriage, you know, it's like it, 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 you're prone for divorce and blah, blah. 
healthiest relationship I've ever had. Wow. Healthiest relationship. Now, he, I wasn't always healthy <laughs> because I was still growing up. Yeah. You know, he's always been my rock, though. And um, so, <laughs> so I ended up getting married, um, like I was 27. God, I don't quote me yeah. this stuff, man. <laughs> so anyways, getting married. And um, even though I told him, you know, uh, from the get-go, listen, I'm not the marrying type. Because I always felt like, okay... I'm not good enough for that nonsense, right? I didn't have those dreams and uh, dreams and aspirations to be married. Mm-hmm. In fact, my thought process was, I need to get through to today. I need to survive today. That's it. That's that was my Nothing any any that. any um, any imagination. Remember, I was talking about your creativity, Scotty. Mm-hmm. I was talking about all that stuff. Like you didn't have those. Uh, mine were squashed. I wasn't allowed to dream. I wasn't allowed to any of that stuff. I'm like, I need to. I need to breathe. That's it, right? So I didn't have that stuff. You get it? Yeah. Whatever. That's my. That's what. That was what was delivered to me. Okay. Um, I wasn't responsible for that, but there comes a point where you're responsible for your life, especially when you're no longer there. Get it? And I understood that. So uh, prior to getting married to my husband, I told him, you know, I'm not the marrying type. No expectation, no obligation. <laughs> and a year later, I was freaking married. A year Showed later. You. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because of my um, tumultuous and traumatic background, um, I absolutely love kids, right? Um, however, because of what I endured, I never wanted my children to ever have to experience that yeah and so the only way that i could ever make that happen is by not having kids is what is way is way i thought you know that's what i thought that's how significant the trauma that i endured happened to me wow yeah to make a decision like that um and i stuck with it this is the fact okay i'm telling you this (laughs) stuff for a reason right i'm telling you for this for a reason So, so 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 move a little bit forward. My husband gets an opportunity. Um, cause like I mentioned before, um, we're from Northern California. Uh, he had an opportunity to do some, uh, troubleshooting here in Southern California. So he says, you know, what do you think, Jen? I mean, we're both, um, we went to grade school together, believe it oh, or not. Cool. Yeah. It's really, it's really awesome. Um, he was best all around and I was class clown. So we're complete opposites. Anyhow, um, he, he, um, he says, well, what do you think? Can you know, can we go over there, just go check it out? And I said, sure, like temporarily, you know, like it's kind of scary going from because we were like, I always consider myself like a big fish in a small pond. <laughs> and then when I came over to Southern California, it was like, I'm a little fish in a big pond. <laughs> you know, there's a <laughs> lot changed. of stuff. Yeah. Um, we get here, we do some troubleshooting and we've been here ever since. OK, we've been here ever since. I work with him, and we took this, like, smaller um, company and made it a lot bigger, okay? My main thing was to um, just work. We just worked, 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 worked. Moved away from all of our families, right? And our focus was just working. Working so that we can um, put money away, make a better life. You know, that's the thing. You have to be successful. American dream. Right? You have to be successful in life. Dang it. You got to make the money, right? Whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, That's how we did. We were focusing on. Well, during that time um, that we're just focused on work, 
um, my mom, she got sick back at home. She got sick. Um, in fact, she, she had tuberculosis. Mm. Okay. <laughs> she got tuberculosis. She almost died. So a little history. I told you I had three older brothers, one younger brother. My youngest brother um, had a daughter. Her name is Star. Um, she has a, an awful lot of uh, extra challenges in life. My mom adopted my niece when she was 11 months old. Okay, so my mom was the sole guardian to my niece with these extra challenges. Got it? Got it. So, um, when my mom fell ill, there was no one to take care of Star. At that time, she was seven years old. And um, my mom was in such a bad way that I had to fly back home. We had a meeting with my, my brothers to kind of discuss um, what's going to happen when she passes away. That's how bad um, her tuber tuberculosis was. Um, in having that conversation, we also had the conversation of, like, what are we going to do with Star? Right. Um, she's seven years old, and she's got this, you know, an abundance of challenges in her life. She's um, um, schizophrenic. She's ADHD, bipolar, uh, epileptic, and... Um, Asperger's, which wow. is a form of autism, right? Um, so everybody goes around, like uh, the oldest, you know, uh, well, I can't, I'm not having kids, so I, I can't take care of her, you know. Uh, the second one, uh, he, he's not going to take, he's got his own set of, you know, and issues. Yeah, issues. And my uh, third brother, he's got kids of his own, you know, and Star, she's a whole lot of work. Um, my youngest brother, who's the father, um, was involved in, you know, drugs and stuff like that. Was given another another opportunity to be a dad, but he was just wasn't he wasn't, wasn't ready. ready. He wasn't ready at that time. So it came to me. Well, as I had mentioned in the story previously, I said I didn't want to have kids because of what had gone on. So uh, in my life, right? So why why is everybody looking at me? You know what I'm saying? Like why am I like uh, uh, no? I'm like no. That's not that's not in the stars for me. Right to, to to care for someone else, like whatever. Um, so I'm like, no. So we 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 all of us said no. We asked extended family, we asked family friends if they would take care of Star, and everybody said no. Um, it's time for me to fly home, right? So I fly. I'm like, okay, we figured out what we're going to do with my mom. We figured out, you know, um, I guess the end result is that Star is going to go to foster care, um, and so. Uh, there's nowhere else she's going to go, you know? So, um, uh, fine. I guess that's what has to happen is what I thought, you know? So we go home, we go home, we unpack, right? I mean, meaning I came back here to Southern California, I unpack. It's time for me to go to bed. I put my head on my pillow. And as I lay my head on my pillow, I hear this voice that says, you cannot let Star go to foster care. But the thing is, it wasn't my voice. Oh, wow. It was a voice, but it wasn't my voice, right? Um, and I'm thinking, what on earth? Like, that's weird, right? Like, that's kind of strange. Like, how am I hearing this this voice? Um, and then I heard it again. I heard it again very, very, very clear. And um, I tap my husband on the shoulder, and I say, hey. And he's like, yeah. And I said, um, <laughs> we need to go get Star. And he goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's not like what random. like yeah like wait a second we just said no and uh, we discussed it he you know um what do you mean you want to go get star and i said i can't let her go to foster care man he says are you sure this is what you want to do you know we work all the time jen i thought you didn't want to have kids you don't know if your mom's going to get better 
you know? Um, and I said, yeah, I know, but I got to. I heard this voice. I have to. So we did. We got into the car. I called my oldest brother. I called my oldest brother and I said, hey, don't take her to foster care. I'm going to take her. He's went, he went, what? You know, of all people. Wow. Because I think all my family knew I was never going to be, you know, like a parent to just that wasn't in the stars for me. But, you know, I think sometimes um, there's somebody else pulling the strings, which is, you know, God. I mean, for me, it's God, right? So um, we go and we pick up Star. And I brought her home, you know? And um, when I brought her home, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what am I going to How do I, how am I going to do And how this? old was she at the time? At that time, she was seven years old. Wow. Yeah. And so, already diagnosed with already all of diagnosed with all those. Things. I think yeah. the Asperger's wasn't uh, 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 as uh, as much until later down the line, but a form of autism, you know, uh, it was just uh, yeah diagnosed as Asperger's later, later down the line. But anyways, uh, long story. This is you asked the story, I did, man. And I'm you so asked glad the story because and, and and there's a lot. There's a lot. And I'm trying to condense it. Um, um, but just to give you a little insight about where I where I come from, right? Because you're talking about adversities and what have you. Um, and boy, I got lots of Open them. Open that can of worms. Listen, yeah, I got a lot of them. I, and, and you know what's crazy is like most people would have no idea. Right. They, they don't. They just see bubbly, you're they happy. Do. Yeah, they do. And it's, and it's valid. My, my happiness is valid because of where I come from and what I've endured. So I can appreciate, you know, um, the days that come my way, right? Like this moment right now, I was like, it's totally. freaking so cool. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay. So, anyways, Star comes back with me. She's there, and now I am the guardian to Star Taylor Haley, um, and I am doing whatever. I, I mean, I did so much research on each and every one of her diagnoses. I mean, she was, when, when I got her, she had like eight different medications. So she was drooling, you know, and I'm thinking, how in the heck, like, I'm like an, I'm not an advocate of like medication, you know, it's like, it's just not, I, I, I understand that people need it at times, but sometimes I think, um, uh, people are over overly medicated. Sometimes children are overly medicated, and it's not for the children's sake. It's for the other person's right? sake so yep. that they can handle them, right? Absolutely. And um, for me, it was like, it was a no-brainer. Like, let me figure out, you know, what it is that she needs. And little by little, I um, <laughs> figured out, like, what she needed, you know? And what would work and talking with the doctor and stuff like that. And she needed structure and she needed a whole lot of love too. Hmm. And believe it or not, I was the one to give it to her, right? <laughs> okay, so, so, right? Like it's just, it's just wild. Um, I didn't realize it then. So me focusing on her, giving her took me out of me right? Um, she became like, okay, this is, you know, I, it's like a sense of responsibility. You know, I'm here. I'm here. There's a reason. There's a purpose that I'm here. She, most people will say, man, your niece is so lucky to have you. And I go, I always turn around and go, no, I'm, I'm actually, I'm super lucky to have her because she gave me a purpose, right? Purpose. And um, help me out. Anyways, <laughs> my mom, my mom, she got better. She got, she lived, 
My mom lived, right, through that whole, she had part of her lung removed. It took her years to recover. In fact, she gets out of the hospital. She goes and stays with my brother, Phil. And um, Phil could only get her to a certain, you know, stage of life. You know, it's like she was recovering, but she wasn't recovering to where she was able to, like, um, do things for herself all the time. You know, my right, mom right. is an independent woman, is it was an independent woman and um, always doing for herself, you know, um, in spite of all her trials and tribulations, really. Mm. you know, so so but. My brother Phil says, Jen, I can only get her so far. And I said, well, bring her on down here. Oh, come, come to camp, Jen, you know? <laughs> and um, and uh, because the overall objective was to get Star and my mom back together. And that's exactly what happened. So um, uh, my mom comes down, stays with me, um, get her back on. As soon as she walked through the door, she was in her walker. And I was like, you're not going to need that. You're not going to need that. And she's like, okay. You know, because she didn't need it. She wow. didn't need it. Wow. Um, that's how, like, and she didn't. So it was, uh, uh, they get back together. Um, I didn't anticipate how hard it would be to, because I had in, I had invested so much with Star, right? Um, to let her go. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I didn't, I didn't, you I didn't know, like, I didn't know until that time came. Then I'm like, okay, well, this is what the thing was. This is what you were supposed to do. So you, you know, just from the sidelines, Jen, from the sidelines, you know, just watch and be there for her, you know. And uh, um, my mom was still like, she comes from the old school, right? Like her, her, her form of, of raising is just a different, different thought, you know, process yeah. of it. I, 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 I was pretty structured with star and routine that's what she needed yeah. i figured it out i had like the concoction you know <laughs> so um unfortunately um when they got back together things started to unravel at this point star was like 13 so she's already you know teenage you know going wow. all through all the so crazy had stuff her for like six years yeah, yeah. so she, at that point she's like 13 years old different time right um her getting um um uh, you know back with my mom and stuff um was was traumatic for her and it came out in different ways so she acted out an awful lot um to the point where she ended up hitting my mom and when she did that um she ended up getting arrested oh man at 13 yeah, at a young yeah well at yeah. that point it was like 14 14, like 14. Nope. um um and they put her in juvenile hall they put her in juvenile hall um, and realized soon, you know, after that she shouldn't be there because of all of her um, her challenges, um, mental cha development cha challenges and stuff like that. So um, the judge had said, you know, uh, well, she can serve the rest of her time at a, um, a behavior facility, mm. but it was in Colorado. So she ends up getting shipped away. So, so she had to go. Nobody lives in Colorado. It was just this facility, and that was yes, the judge. Yes, yes, yes. So she goes, she goes, and she, um, um, she's there, and so she's there for a few years. We stayed in touch with her. Um, as soon as she turned eighteen years old, though, you know the system is—it's a done deal. Eighteen years old, her insurance ran out. Uh, all that stuff. It's—it's. It's, Okay, get oh, out yeah. into the world. You're on your own. Well, think about this. So she's fourteen to eighteen. It's four years right there where she is just being housed. Basically, there's not an awful lot of instilling much of anything. Uh, now it's you're eighteen years old. You're an adult. 
get out kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So where is she going to go? She can't go back with my mom, right? Because that relationship was kind of tumultuous and it just wasn't the best setting, you know, setting for her. Um, and uh, so, oh my God, here we go again. Let's go and talk to all the brothers and let's see if there's somebody else that would be willing to assume the responsibility. And at 18 years old, now she's bigger. She's yeah. stronger. Smarter. She's smarter. <laughs> she's like, right, 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 all this stuff, right? So, 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 so she... Um, Nobody, you know, wants her kind of thing. Nobody wants her. And it comes down to me. And I'm like, bring her on over. I open up my, bring her on over. I don't care. Bring her on over. So um, she's been with me. She's going to be turning 24 June, June 2nd. And um, she's pretty amazing. So check this out. Check this out. Last week, it's not last week, it's been many, many times. So she's she's actually an example uh, and a reminder of, of the things that um, we all take for granted. So check this out. She's been given a set of circumstances, right? Dealt this, this, uh, this, this, this hand, right? Dad not there, mom not there, and then here you go. Let's start because we're all. I, I don't like to use the special needs because I think we're all special needs. You have a set of. I have special needs. You have, but you know, everybody has a special. So I, I like to say she's got extra challenges because we all have challenges yeah, too, right? right? She's got an extra little <laughs> throne, you know, some 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 rough ones too. Um, but do you know? Tr check this out. I've never. Well, maybe like once have I heard her complain about her life. Hmm. Interesting. I have not heard, heard her complain about her life. Um, I come across a lot of people who take things for granted, and they're consistently, right, complaining about their lives. And I, and I hear them, and I understand, because we all have our struggles. Like, I, I, I sh you know, um, I, I often think, like, man, you know, um, about my own self and the things that I've endured, nobody knows, and things that, I, you know, and how grateful I am, right? But we can tend, even from time to time, um, I need a reminder of, of not to take things for granted, right? Um, here she is. She's the example to me. She's my own home. She's, so I'm watching her, and I, it, I don't know why. It just, I, I just thought about it, and I was like, well, man, uh, she doesn't, you know? We take, we take things for granted all the time, you know? just take our, our, our five senses, right? So we get to taste, see, hear, right? We get these mm -hmm. like, uh, uh, what is it? What is it? What is it? Taste, see, smell. hear, smell, and touch, touch right? Um, those five things that we just take it for granted, you know? And, and uh, but it's a freaking gift. It's a gift it's that totally we get to do that, right? Um, so I do a workshop. I do a workshop on um, on every Wednesday. I was gifted with the oppor opportunity to. Um, I work at a treatment center also, so I get it's called Akasha Treatment Center, and um, <laughs> trippy, right? Because look where it came from. Here I am, uh, you know, being of service to a group of individuals who are struggling, and it's crazy because. Um, sometimes when I'm doing these workshops, um, I walk away feeling, uh, like I get more out of it. You know what mm. I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's a trick when you're giving from your heart, 
um, it's so meaningful. It's so freaking meaningful. Okay, so my workshop, the reason I'm telling you is because my workshop this past Wednesday was, where are we at? Today's Thursday. So yesterday. Yes, yesterday. Um, had to do, Star, my niece, was the one that um, uh, uh, propelled my my um, my workshop. And it was about taking things for granted, you know, um, and, and how she doesn't, she doesn't complain each day that, that it, she goes through life. She's so present. She wakes up in the mo in the morning and it's like a brand new freaking day. It's what we aspire to do. We're talking about, you know, being present, right? How do we do that? She just freaking does it. She doesn't even <laughs> meditate, man. She, she just exists. I'm given that I'm given her to remind me just exist. And B, right? So my workshop yesterday was about um, what if, you know, taking things for granted. What if you didn't have your sight? What if you didn't have your, your what, you know, your senses, you know? How would you feel? So it was funny because I, I, uh, I took a bunch of, like, goggles and I blacked them out. And I gave them to all the clients. I had them choose from a, a bucket of, because... People aren't, don't, aren't given choice when, when something's taken away from them, right? right? They're not. It's just how it is. So uh, I had them choose, like, um, it's, it was either sight or sound. And so based off of what they chose is what they were, it was taken, it was away. taken away. It was taken away. Um, and so the idea was just so that they could understand to be grateful for what you have. Right? Not to take things for granted. And it was all because of the star, you know? So... I don't know. The poignant things in life that we think is this, and we think we're helping, but in reality, it's flipped. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. So, I don't know. Just stuff like that. <laughs> stuff like that. What enabled me to get through all of these things? I think that having Star in my life, wanting to be, um, to find out who I was, I was, um, figuring out who I am and, um, and working on it consistently. I were, I'm not there. I'm not arrived. I'm not like, I'm, I'm always trying to be, I'm a human being trying to be better, um, each day. And then also sharing myself with others, you know, that's it. That's my, like, that's my thing. That's my thing. And whatever capacity that comes, you know, my way, that's what I, that's what I do. And, um, uh, I'm 50, just turned 50, March 23rd, and um, it's like, you know, life has just zoomed by. I come with so much, like, ex you know, like a lot of experience through life, and so I'm just experiencing st stuff now on a different level. It's like we get to go, you know, like a like a video game. <laughs> so you go through the next level. The next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I feel like, you know, um, um, being aware, being mindful, wanting to evolve, right? Um, making that decision to do so and just doing it and moving to do that. That's what that's what that's there was a thing I heard with there's a guy named Jim Laird and he worked with a bunch of world-class athletes world champions like 17 different world champions and I brought this up on a couple of different podcasts I think Tim Ferriss is my favorite podcast he's badass and he interviews people that have made it to world-class level and he interviews this guy Jim Laird and that interview 
I have, I've, I'm reminded, it really made a profound impact on me. That one interview, a bunch of other ones too, but especially that one. But he talks about a couple of things about affirmations. and But one of the things that got me listening and thinking about what he was saying is the idea that I've always thought time is our most precious and valuable resource. Absolutely. That is exactly what I thought before listening to this but he, he flips the script. He says, yes, time is very valuable and it's limited resources, no doubt about it. However, it was his opinion that it's not time. It's energy. Mm. Because we have a finite amount of energy. And if we can bring energy, look at Bruce Lee, another one of my heroes. He died at 32. I was a year old. And the repercussions from that man is still carrying forward like a tidal wave. Mm. He has made such a profound impact on so many people. And in my opinion, looking at that, knowing what I know now, mm. it was because it was the way he was able to capture his energy yeah. and put it forward into the universe, mm. into the world. And I mean, if you think about it and you're studying, I mean, uh, some an easy example, you're studying algebra and you're tired and you're stressed and you're hungry and you you could be sitting at the table for 5 hours and nothing computes the same thing your bright-eyed bushy tailed you woke up and you're happy right and you have a bunch of energy and you're looking at it and you're able to absorb it mm-hmm. and you could probably learn the same thing in about 5 minutes 10 mm-hmm. minutes 15 minutes whatever it is so it's just something to chew on it's not a finite answer of the universe yeah However, it's a it's a different perspective that opened my eye to really think about hmm a lot of what in depression in order to overcome the inertia we need energy. Yeah. And we need extra energy to overcome our barriers and our boundaries. So you have been going to the gym. I've seen you there from before COVID. You were and now, what things do you do to help harness your energy, to help bring your energy up and, you know, bring it up because I have an awful light. My, my, <laughs> keep it up. So to keep it up, that's a good way because my, I think I, um, I think we have an abundance of energy for me. I know for a fact I have an abundance of energy. So I think that, um, eating well, nurturing myself, right? What is, what does eating well mean? Eating though? well for me is Picking and choosing foods that nourish my body. What is that? That's called vegetables, fruit. And I do eat protein. I do eat meat too, right? And I drink an awful lot of water. Um, that's what works for me. Yeah? So I, nur- I, nurture, I nurture my body. I How nourish- many times do you Do you eat a lot of times during the day? Or does it not really matter? Um, you know, it's, it's varied. But I, I definitely have three meals, without a doubt, with some snacks. You know, um, so nourishing my body. Um, that's just just with eating. So I also nourish myself by sleeping. Most people prioritize, you know, their day, but they never prioritize their sleep. And sleep for me is because I come from the old school, like you're going to get enough sleep when you die. You right kind of thing. And 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 there's only so many hours in the day. So you got to get it all done. It's like whatever, man. So energy, you're saying how to how to uh, harness that energy, how to uh, to maintain it right by sleeping. 
That's another one. How many how many hours of sleep do you so normally get? So now now is about seven and a half hours of sleep. So I wanted to go back to something really okay. quick too, yep. um, um, because before I wasn't getting as much sleep. Um, I want to hit on something really quick before we move forward because I think it's 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 extremely important because I want to tell you, um, you know. Um, uh, thing life still happens right life still happens so a few years back um my mom wasn't doing the best so um i had her come live with me again you know i had her come live with me and um and i told her you know like you don't have to worry about anything anymore i can i can handle things for you you know so it's all good and she and it, she she I got welcomed this, mom. it yeah and um, so it was great. So last uh, few years, um, you know, she she stayed with me. And um, um, so through this whole COVID thing, also, um, she managed to to get, you know, through it. She didn't she didn't catch COVID, man. My mom has so many different elements, so many different like. Um, I had to take her to dialysis Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. So she had bad kidneys. She wasn't eating. Uh, you know, she made a lot of bad decisions in her life. It, it affected her physically. Um, uh, she overcame cancer. She had, you know, breast cancer at one point, too. So uh, lots, of, lots of stuff. Anyways, this past November, um, um, my mom passed away. Passed no Passed away. November, November 25th, the day before Thanksgiving. Oh, man. So this is not too long ago. You know Mother's Day is yeah. coming up. Mother's Day is coming up on, on Sunday. So... Trials and tribulations still happen, right? I, although I've had so many experiences in my life, right? Um, I was not prepared for grief. Mm. I wasn't prepared for grief. Um, I had no... You don't know until you know. We're all taught different things, right? We talk about, like, you know, when you're sad, you do this. When you're depressed, you do this. When you're feeling anxious, you do this. You breathe. You don't. Right? But who talks about grief, man? Who talks about grief? You know? Um, typically, when somebody's going through grief, people don't know what to do. Or they say the same thing, man. You know, sorry for your loss. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay, blah, 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 right? And with great intention, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't make it better. Grief for me stopped me in my tracks. I did not anticipate the intensity of, of um, losing my mom, what that would feel like, grief, uh, to the point where I felt disconnected from my own body. Hmm. So, so, disconnected from my own body. Don't know which way is up. Get it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, was that when it when you first found out, or is it like a continual chronic situation? So way? what happened was this. Let me take you back to what happened. My mom fell at my house. My mom fell, hit her head, and um, when she hit her head, she hit it pretty hard. So I um, had to call um, paramedics and... Um, she ended up going to the hospital, and um, they determined her, you know, that this is too much uh, trauma to her her brain, um, and we had to make that decision to let her go. So I had to make that decision to 
it was a week, you know, if, uh, if my brothers come down, we made that decision. Uh, she went into hospice and, um, you know, walked her through. It was there till the, she took her last breath. Um, very, very traumatic situation that happened not too long ago. We're talking November, and where are we at right now? This is something. So in the midst, so the reason I'm telling you this is because I'm going through stuff, but you still have to move. You still got to go. You get so so when it happened, when all that happened, um, and she passed away, and go, you know, her her funeral and all that stuff is when I felt that disconnected. Finally, when when the, the funeral, it was like I felt I, she's gone. You know, the disconnection of it all, my, of my own body, and I had to figure out what was going to help me get out of this. Um, debilitated feeling. So I had to reach out to an old therapist, um, and um, I knew enough uh, enough because nobody else was going to help me. I had you have to know um, what to do in order to help yourself get out of situations, right? You just you just do. And and for me, for some reason, based off of what I had gone through before, traumatic um, situations, and I had. Um, PTSD from that, right? Um, I knew that I should reach out to my my therapist, and I did. He he does this thing called EMDR. Um, mm. Have you ever heard of it? Is it where you take yourself and experience something that from all the over past? again? Yeah, mm. all over again. Because most people, when and then you, it gives you a way of using that same experience, but taking a stair step out of being able to get out of that. It's basically most people who go through traumatic situations, right? The trauma sits in your body, yeah? And then you don't want to think about it. You don't want to have to go through that, right. so you stop yourself, right, from feeling that. What EMDR is it walks you through that. The very thing that you're trying to run from, you're actually going back. It's it's almost worse than... Yeah. <laughs> it's very, it's very hardcore. It, it is facing it head on. And um, um, that's what I had to do in order to get at least myself connected back to my body, right? With my mom's, um, my mom's passing and stuff like that. But, um, to say that, to say that, that, oh, I went and did that. Now I feel great. Like, no, listen, man, I'm still dealing with stuff, but you still have to keep moving because life is still happening in the midst of it all. Here I am with you. You see, it's like, it's like, Things come your way, things come my way, things will always happen, hurt will always happen, right? Because we're here on earth. Mm -hmm. Um, You just have to keep moving through it. That's all. Just keep moving through it. So one of the things, the reason I'm telling you this is because you asked me about, what do I do? Keep my energy up? How do I? It's not a, it's, 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 it's a, I do a lot of things, man. So going to the gym uh, most people think, well, it's for aesthetic purposes, right? And I go, no, 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 no. It's not. It's not just for aesthetic purposes. That's the outcome of it all. But that energy, right? That I sometimes have an abundance of. I have to um, work out, and I work out, and it helps my mind too. You know, it creates endorphins, and you know, um, sometimes it clears my mind a little bit. And I'm doing something good physically for my body. Right? That's right. To elevate myself. So <laughs> physical, sleeping, eating well, 
You think that's it? That's not <laughs> it, man. What you feed your mind? What you feed your mind too? What do you? What do you? Are you around a bunch of people that are low, 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 sad, sad, sad? You know, like, um, do you? Know what you need in order to um, you know, feed your reading. I read. Sometimes talk about meditation. Mm -hmm. So meditation too. I I just sit there and at first fifteen. So wake up at three o'clock in the morning every freaking morning. Three o'clock in the morning, first fifteen minutes. Um, I say gratitude. I think about everything I'm freaking. Now really before. fast. The three o'clock in the morning thing. That's self-inflicted, or do you did you before already wake up at that time and now you're trying to self-inflicted? <laughs> it's it's, it's um, now becomes habitual. Initially, it was because of my mom and taking her to dialysis at four o'clock in the morning. Mm. In addition to that, going to the gym early at five o'clock in the morning, I need to get up early too, right? So it just kind of it all kind of goes together. So self-inflicted, it's by choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's by choice. Three o'clock in the morning, first 15 minutes, I'm grateful that I even opened my freaking eyes, man. So uh, that's that, right? So giving um, gratitude, right? Keep my mind right. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for every. It's like the small things that are big things for me, man. So like your victory, right? Mm -hmm. The little small victories and stuff like open up my eyes, feeling um I get to do this again, man. I get to live here again. There's a moment in my life where I didn't know if I was going to live the next day. That's how I came into the world, too, you know? Consistently. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, that's just how it was. That's just how it was. But, um, so 15 minutes. And then the next 15 minutes? So it's 3 o'clock. Wake up. Boom. Okay, gratitude. Oh, thank you for waking up. Thank you for, you know, uh, thank you for this opportunity. You know, I'm, I thought about you to this, today because, of course, I'm going to be here, right? Because um, I said I'm going to be here. So I'm here. Um, then the next 15 minutes is sitting there and just watching the thoughts go by that are in my head and thinking and watching in 15 minutes of just silence. Everybody else is, is asleep. The world is sleeping at that point, you know? Yeah. And um, I take those 15 minutes of like meditation. So I, I, it's for my brain. It's for my mind to clear it, to center, you know? And then I get started with the day, man. And it's gone before you know it. Isn't it? Yeah. And then the week. Yeah. And then the month. Yeah. And you find yourself 50 years old. Like, what? <laughs> when did this happen? Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Yeah. And now stars 20. She's going to be 24 on June 2nd. She's going to be 24 on June 2nd. So So my my little brother, Tori, who passed away, and, and that's the, the point of the... Well, I don't have anything, the Unsung Hero Foundation. So June 2nd is a very important day, you know. It's a very important day. And my little brother represented a lot. So it's, it's I don't know what the How significance of that day, but. June 2nd for you, you're saying is a significant day? It is because my brother, that was my brother's birthday. My brother passed away. So he passed away at 27. And I had this, this speech. I was doing Toastmasters, and I had the speech called my unsung heroes and it was about growing up bruce lee because he was a badass yeah david copperfield because he could make shit disappear well, sure. <laughs> yeah he's cool and greg luganis because mm. at the time i lived in wilcox a one-stop light town all there was there was 
to do basically was a pool and there was a low board and a high board and I loved going and doing flips off the diving board and at 10 years old I would do stuff that the lifeguards no lifeguards would try Mm. I'd put a shirt on and then because I had big brothers that were always like hey go do this and stupid it's like I'd go do it and I didn't die and it was okay so I it gave me the ability to try stuff right so anyway growing up those were my heroes well at some point you look back and you're like well, who are the real important people in my life, right? That's cool to have heroes there. But who are the real heroes? And so they're the unsung heroes. Yeah. And that was my dad who represented toughness because he had a bunch of shit that happened to him. And from the heavy crosses, right? Um, I talk about some of the, the crosses that he had to bear. Um, my wrestling coach. Because in high school, I had some adversity myself. And... Did a lot of, had a lot of energy, sometimes directed it in the wrong spot. And he was there to help me, to kick me in the ass and say, no, son, you don't have to do that. You could do this. You could use, Mm. use your powers for good, you know, that kind of stuff. And helped me and basically had a pretty tight collar because I was in wrestling and I was in football and I was in track because he coached all of those and he could, he could be there to help. Pretty much. And my little brother. That was, he was an unsung hero because he represented hope. He went and pretty much every, he had a horrible situation when he was young. He was, he was molested. He was abused by a family member, a cousin. When I was in the military, I got, and by the time I had found out, the guy was in prison already Mm. and my mom that's when my mom told me because she knows my demeanor and you know my little brother and so it was um it was bad but growing up he had a lot of anger issues a lot of anger issues and he acted out in a lot of really bad ways Mm -hmm. i mean crime drugs violence just whatever you can imagine he did and he was did it with two middle fingers up to everybody because screw everybody you know and so he got he had overdoses a couple of overdoses he got on just everything but at some point he did turn his life around Mm -hmm. he was able to overcome actually was able to join the military became a productive member of society and got married and did it. He was doing it, man. He was doing it. He was good. And in the army, he had a couple people that he was close to that got killed, um, got blown up in different ways. And so he was struggling now in a different way. He got out of the military. But but the speech, sorry, I got lost. The speech was he represented hope. So he was an unsung hero mm-hmm. to me. And my message of that speech was saying, hey, if you have somebody that impacted your life profoundly, go tell them. Because they may be suffering from depression. They may be struggling with something. And your comment to them, your whatever that is, saying, hey, you know what? You helped me. And mm-hmm. I thank you for that. Could mean a lot to them. And if you're depressed, you're prob- you know there's probably somebody like me that 
hasn't told you how important that you were. But you were, and they do believe that, but they just didn't tell you. Just like I didn't tell my coach. I didn't tell my dad. I didn't tell my brother. And so after that, now he was alive at the time when I was doing the speech. And I always knew he always looked up to me because I was his big brother. But I didn't tell him. You know, it's one of those things. He's gone. So you, you, you're you never going to get to say I love you again. You're never going to get to to have any of those conversations. Mm-hmm. And it was... Um, it was it was very traumatic, so I understand. I, you know, um, I I haven't lost my mom. I lost my dad. I lost my brother. I lost one of my brothers, my best friend. Who, another thing. So I get it. I understand. I know that feeling. I know that feeling. And so I started the Unsung Hero Foundation because it was my way of coping. It was it was my way of taking. So when he passed away, it was like, oh, my God, I'm, I, I have this speech. I'm telling people, and I didn't even listen to my own damn advice. Like, you idiot. What the hell is wrong with you? Why Why could you have not – maybe you telling him could have made him feel better. Maybe it could have helped the situation. Maybe – who freaking knows? But we beat ourselves up in a lot of different ways, and that was, that was me. So my liberation was to create the My Unsung Hero Foundation. Mm-hmm and find people and do what's called well the TLC award. His name is Tori Lee Carlisle. Oh. TLC. You know, tend to love me care yeah. as well. But and so I've done things with that organization where I've found people that have overcome some kind of adversities and then I will do a TLC award where mm. I will basically find something that they're into that they like or whatever and I'll create this experience that they can't payback they can't say you know it's it's just something out of love and out of reverence your brother for my brother yeah and that helps and that helps yeah so so anyway that's where and again you have to move for so it all comes back it's all it's it's all included in the package right yeah so it's I like, I also, I, you know, I didn't know all of that stuff about your isn't it, story. Isn't it amazing? So you take some a moment. You don't realize that, that people have stories. We, you, you take a moment. Because we all have this, like, preconceived notion of people based off of their exterior. Yes. Right? Absolutely. So you see a person, you're like, oh, you see their, their mood. But a mood, my mood is by choice. I choose to look at things in a certain way. I could let my whole life, my story, the my experiences, I could be another statistic where I allowed, this is what happened to me. This I'm not stuck there, man. I choose to be better. I choose to make a better life. I choose to share love. In spite of everything that was delivered to me, some people say, you know, well, this is what happened. How would I know any different? Well, when you you can know different if you want to know different you can be better if you want to be better and it's just starting like listen we can beat ourselves up right well i did this and mistakes happen so you can learn dude like it's that's just how it is i I don't anybody who's has has a story i who am i to judge like you know what i'm saying like come on man look you guys knew where i came from hello i I came from that bit that pit something you know and uh um but it's choice, man. It's choice. We're here for a small amount of time. What are you going to do? 
you know, well, I see what you're doing, man. I see what you're doing. You're making a difference, right? You're, you guys have this podcast. It's freaking fantastic. You're doing something. You're not talking about it. You're being about it, you know? Uh, that's why I said I, I couldn't help but um, want to be a part of it, you know? Awesome. Because it's, it's fantastic. That's why I said that's why we're created. I didn't know that throughout my whole life, you know, of knowing, like, okay, we're here to share ourselves with one another. We can't do it alone. We're all connected too. Did you know that? We're all freaking kids, which that. is weird, is because we do so much to go like, nah, that's him. That's it. That's not me. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, disconnecting. Like, no, no, no. That's just that. No, no, no. We are connected because even with Einstein, Einstein said with that little saying, you know, because it's it's a vibration. It's mm-hmm. vibration. So with that movement, something becomes something. You know, it's all connected. It's okay. So we're connected, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, man, you can go down a rabbit hole with that. Yeah. But but here's here's what's interesting. Dog, I got that's two more, so that's ten bucks that I'm gonna have to. D- oh, interesting. Yeah. But it is okay. interesting. <laughs> Not joking. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I guess there may be sometimes that you can use that. Um, so, the the story that I remembered was the story about your brother. Mm. Now, this podcast has been an amazing podcast. Yeah. Like I'm excited and super ecstatic about what what has gone down today but not a damn word has been discussed about your brother it was everything else and i had i thought that you know which the the youngest one yeah the his story about going to jail and what happened what had happened in you know with the car take you know that craziness you yeah know? yeah so he was uh, being under the influence and um and um stealing a a vehicle and um Running from the police. That that story yes, is that yes, the story that you're talking that's, about. That's the story that's I'm talking there's many about. stories. There's many <laughs> stories. But that particular one, um, um, yeah. My so, uh, my youngest brother Daryl, who is the father of Star's Star, dad, yeah. yes, he has struggled with um, many demons and you know um, substance abuse and what have you. His last hurrah, um, he opted to. Um, steal a vehicle when he stole the vehicle the police were after him of course well that particular day a anchor from a newscast was going on a ride along with a police the police officer that just so happened to be chasing my brother so she took her camera and started filming it all of course it was put on the news and it was kind of like, I don't know if it was a live feed or whatever, but it was on the news that here's this person, you know, who stole a vehicle under the influence, um, 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 driving on the streets and, and what have you. Um, uh, wrong way, you name it. Cops are after him. He backs in the car. They're watching it. It's on the news. That day, my mom was not watching the news, um, but she had heard about it because we come from a small, back up north in Salinas, we come from a small place. So um, everybody knows everybody. You know, um, and so the talk of the town was like, here's some crazy guy in the, you know, we don't know who, because they didn't know who it was at the time. That was my brother um, uh, running from the law. Um, anyways, he finally gets out of the vehicle because he crashes the vehicle and the police unload on him. They actually shot him. He was shot. Um, and um, but he survived. Hmm. He survived. Anyways, he um, he was arrested, and you know he's incarcerated for the next uh, seventeen years. Um, the fact that he backed up into the the um, police officer's car, you know, is like a a charge, Jeez. like a yeah, like attempted 
to kill him or something. I don't know, mm-hmm. some, some of that regard. But but the interesting thing about my younger brother, Daryl, um, and he doesn't remember any of it. That sucks. Can he you was, yeah, because of, you know. How many people does that happen to? Oh, my goodness gracious. Many, 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 many. I mean, I, so talk to him. I take his phone calls. He calls me. You know, he's such a good, he's, it's crazy. You know, you guys are going to be like, what? He's a great person. Um, he really, truly is. He understands what he's done. Um, he understands that he's got to do his time. Um, but drugs, right, uh, for him makes you do bad things. I could say take a, a drugs will take a good person and make them do bad things. So. That's the truth. Yeah. And I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Not only in that capacity of people, you know, obviously you lose your inhibitions and 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 you get confused. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot, and unfortunately, I've dealt with a lot of people that have been, you know, addicted mm-hmm. in different capacities, and it's it's a big problem. It's a big problem, yeah. not just from the street drugs, but on the pharmaceutical on the on the non drugs. on the prescription drug Absolutely. front. Absolutely. And it's not only because people have bad habits, right? Yes, people are being prescribed things, but sometimes the drugs that are being prescribed, now you get into another like powering up level, right? Where where now you have people that are suffering from other Now you can probably comment or relate on relate to this, but like like schizophrenia, like bipolar, mm-hmm. like all of these scenarios where people just lose their shit. Mm-hmm. And before, because I've always, I would rather not take medication because I've seen how it's affected a lot of people. But there is a certain point where, where if somebody is suffering from some type of a mental issue that this medication will calm that down. Now, when somebody's 5150, you can't talk sense to them, right? You, right. So there has to be some kind of intervention Absolutely. But so, so I don't know that that's a whole nother, you know, can of worms. Yeah, but. I think it's the difference between, you know, you, you, you taking a certain medication and then abusing certain medications. Mm-hmm. You understand the extreme of it. Um, sometimes people go into taking prescription medication, uh, without realizing that it can be addictive, you know, not knowing until it's too late. And then they find themselves like, well, you know, I just did it for chronic pain because I was feeling so much pain. I decided to continue to take all this medication. Right. So they find themselves in the depth and then sometimes people will just do it because that's what makes them feel good. They don't yeah. want that, you know, uh, pain and, and then that's that in a rabbit in a hat. There's so many different like different elements to any of that yeah. stuff, right? I mean, it's not just with uh, with drugs. I mean, anything you could be addicted to, right? Like, come on, man. That's true. Yeah, anything in excess. Hmm. So I guess what we're talking about, you know, again, it, breathe. Right? That's that's kind of the answer for because if you're wanting to to take. Okay, the re- the the other reason I w- I wanted to bring that up is because it's not just the people being that are addicted because they feel good or whatever. It's that you know, I know somebody that was given methadone as a therapy for another opium issue. Yeah. And what ended up happening is he was on methadone mm-hmm. for 3 to 4 years or something like that. And that addiction was 
50 times worse than he was ever addicted to any of the other prescription drugs that he was, mm. you know, taking. Methadone. Yeah. And then and then now this is prescribed by a doctor. Yeah. So how the hell are you going to get out of that mess? You know, that's I, a, I think that there's that deeper that issues too because I think that that goes to show like um, we live in a society where you just want to put a bet everything's quick. You know what? Uh-huh. You don't pill. feel that oh let me fill, let me fix it with a with a pill. Yeah. Right? Let me do that. You, you don't feel it. It's like we, we want everything instant. Guess what? It doesn't work that way. You got to work for stuff. Sometimes it takes a while. Yes, I believe that some people need medication. Don't get me wrong. My niece, she needs it. She's on she's on one medication now. One medication. Really? Asked, yeah. And all, she has all those things. Um, and there's, you know, the ups and the downs and stuff like that. But um, you know what? We deal with it. As it comes head on. So if I see she has a manic moment, I'm not telling her, hey, stop, don't do it. No, I allow her to be because that's what she's feeling. She's not hurting herself. She's not hurting hurting anybody else. And she expresses herself. And then she's able to, like, you know, you're you're coping with it. You're dealing with it. You're not putting a Band-Aid on it to stop it because emotions happen because you need to feel them. When you were tearing up a little bit ago, your first instinct is to go, let me stop, stop. this. Yeah. Why, man? Because as a society, we want people to, we, we're feel uncomfortable with a, with a Scotty crying. Right. I feel uncomfortable Absolutely. with Jennifer crying. Like, you know, bro, it is an absolute healing thing to cry because it's an emotion that you have. It's an emotion, you feel it, and then it's gone. So my grief, the grief, right? That. Mm-hmm. So I have my ups and downs. So I have my my moments. There's days where I have better days than, than others, right? Yeah. Today I couldn't help but think about my mom. You know, it is like, oh, I feel it because I'm like, are you with me? I bet you're here with me. I hope whatever I say comes out of my mouth. <laughs> I hope I do you right. No, you know, it's, it's, um, it's and knowing that Mother's Day is coming up, you know, and, and you know, if anything, I think about that taking for granted. If your mama's around, right? Your mama's around. And you're talking about, like, you know, it's too late after. Take today, because that's all we have today. Do you know one of my workshops I had, what would you, what would, if today was your last day, what would you do, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, the common thread amongst most of the clients uh, would be like, you know, I tell my mom, I tell my husband, I tell my sister, I tell, right? It had to do with family. And I said, you guys see what's happening here? Um, that you guys, along with all these other little, you know, uh, colorful <laughs> things, right? Um, um, but the common thing was about that. I would say this to my, my family. And I said, really? And so I gave them my phone. I said, call. And they're like, <laughs> you know. Well, I wasn't expecting to be put yeah, on the spot. Yeah, no, like because you want to know why? Because you don't know if you have tomorrow. That's right. So if you have your mama today, you know, call her, tell her that you love her. Call whoever, whatever. I love you, Scotty, for having me here, right? Like, what a great opportunity, man. This is, um, I, you know, I, I didn't even need to be here, actually, because, wow. Like, I think this was such a great experience, you know. I have learned so much just listening. I think you have, um, I think you have a bunch of gifts. I think that. It's great that you decide, like Tony. Great, that's how that's how great you know that you decided to come and and share your story because I know by doing that you are being a service, and I'm just excited that you're you decided to to come on this platform to to do that. But I think I think there's a lot in it for you to to share your story and to share your insights with people. So now you have a business, and you're also you know, doing an outreach program and helping. 
those people that you're doing the outreach, what, what are they suffering from or what is it that... So it's substance abuse okay. in addition to, um, um, you know, mental, emotional issues as well. So, hello, I got some serious experience <laughs> and all that stuff, right? And basically, if it's anything, it's like I'm not teaching anybody anything. I'm just sharing exactly where I'm coming from and my thought process. I mean, uh, there's not a one-size-fits-all. Just like we're not all, like, you're unique, there's no one else going to be you, Scotty. Right. You're one, Scott. That's it. That's, That's it. it, right? So you're uniquely designed, right? Um, and and so with that said, we all have these little things that will work for us. And all I do is I just share. And if it works for you, cool. If it doesn't, no problem. I just shared some time with you, some space with you. This is freaking fantastic. The things that have worked for me, I've, I didn't have like somebody going, do this, Jen, do this, do this. You know, it's like it's like a lot of things I had to figure out myself. Did this work for me? Let me try it. Let me try it. Let me try it. Yeah, that shit didn't work. Okay, <laughs> that worked. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like a, you got to figure out your own concoction. What what works for you? So I just share. I just share. Um, I have a lot of things that that I got so much stuff in here. You don't even know, right? So there's a time in my life where. Uh, I wouldn't be so willing to share, to be so um, candid, so um, vulnerable, because this is a, a moment of vulnerability. How I got that gig at, at Akasha um, was um, the director there, Michael Riley, asked me. He just had a kind of like you, man, said, hey, you know what? He kind of observed me a little bit and thought, hmm, something, there's something, <laughs> there's something about there. this, you know, this gal. He didn't even know my story. And he asked if I would one day go and share um, what it's like to be Jen, you know, what my what my uh, what my secret is or whatever. Just share about myself. Right. And I'm like, oh, my Lord, he doesn't, he doesn't know even what he's know. getting into. But this is right up my throat. Okay, well, let me do it. And so <laughs> I did. I, I, I uh, as soon as I said yes, I thought, oh, gosh, I don't know why I said yes. But but uh, but I'm like, what did I just do? I did, and I went and shared, and I shared just like I'm sharing right now a little bit about you know where I come from, and when I did that, um, I thought this is awesome. I'm never gonna have to come back. They're never gonna know. They don't even know who I am, right? Um, um, no, that's not true because they asked me to come back. They asked me to come back and keep sharing, you know, keep sharing my insight and keep sharing my. And it's not just um, it's not just words, man. It's like um, it's my experiences. And it's the things that I um, continue to work on that I share. And it's not just about addiction, man. It's about um, being human, right? Mm -hmm. And living life, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the struggles that each and every one of us like have um, every day, you know? ones that we still sit with. I mean, it's great to talk about victory that we overcame this and overcame that, sure. but but we're still sitting with things that That's why Yes. Yeah, that's why I wanted that's why I wanted to bring up about my mom. So cuz cuz one could think like, wow, she's going to overcome everything and everything's all great and her, right? Cuz that's what that's what want they want to hear a uh, a victory story, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like, oh my gosh, look at and now everything's great. Well, listen, no, life's still happening, man. I just lost my mom, and I'm still going through it. But it's my choice uh, how I maneuver through it. And if I choose to cry, right, and right, I, when people are asking me, how you doing, Jen, uh, uh, I, I didn't tell them bullshit. I said, I'm doing freaking terrible, dude. I'm doing terrible today because that's how I felt. Yeah. And I honored that because I honored myself. You get it?
Yeah. So I I, uh, I accept myself. I love myself. That's it. And I come with like you know I have human feelings. Like that's that's that. That's that. When my brother had passed away a couple days after that, I was getting choked up a lot, and there was a girl Shirley that has this nonprofit. It's called SAC Simple Acts of Care and Kindness, and she said, Scotty, it's okay if you cry. She said, do you know what the smallest verse in the Bible is? Jesus wept. Mm. And she said, when you cry, there are a lot of physiological benefits of doing it. You clear out your tear ducts, your, you know, your eyes better, your, a lot of different things. It, it, it reduces your, your stress, your cortisol. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of physiological things and it's, it's fact. Okay. Yes, it's, it's fact. fact. Yeah. It's fact. Yeah, it's not just like some, you know, uh, whatever hoopla that there's just somebody just talking like, you know, whatever, some saying or anything. No, it's it's fact. It's fact. So, yeah. so I guess that I like I like where you're going with that. You know, you're you're validating your emotions. You're not trying to block them off yeah. and saying it's not okay. It is okay because that's what is. That is. What what is not okay is when you're saying it's not to not <laughs> that's right. if you have something this is the real thing and you're you're putting a cap on that that's what's not okay yeah it's but not. over here it's know. weird how society is from, from time to time you know where you can't show that only show this only show your this is my living my best life you know <laughs> yeah, like right. my best life is vacation <laughs> right, right. living my best life is being like real and showing you like this is the deal this is the real deal you know and and then i don't know i'm being right talk about being yeah being authentic, being freaking real, you know, not faking it, like not uh, any of that stuff. Like if you're feeling, and it, and you realize too, even with emotions too, it's just a trippy thing too. Because like think about when you're angry, like you're mm-hmm. all freaking angry, I'm mad, blah blah. Well, it only happens for a little bit, anyways, and then mm-hmm. it's gone, and there's the next one, you know, next emotions. <laughs> like we are filled with all these emotions based off of our understanding, what our thoughts are, and that's how we experience it in our body. Yeah, how you know? we filter those thoughts. Yeah, yeah, it's a trip too. So it's like. It's all good. It's all good. It's all you're perfect the way you are. You know? It's like each and every one of us were created a certain way. It's like that's just just you know, I think if you love you and you accept you, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. You know? It makes it a lot easier. So so and then, you know, I I think we're getting we're getting closer to the finish line, but as far as with the conversation, because I know you got other stuff to do and and the day is, you know, we got we got more things ahead of us but it comes back to how we decide to think about so it's our choice so we have self-talk yeah we all have self-talk so if you're out there and you're listening you're like but i don't have self-talk well you're talking to yourself while you're saying that so you have self-talk too everybody has self-talk not everybody is aware that they have self-talk and Many times we are having conversations about us in our head. And again, it is carrying over from a lot of different things. It could be something that somebody said to you yesterday. It could be somebody that was in your life as as a kid. And so you have self-talk. So be aware of those conversations. Be aware of things that you're saying. So that guy Jim Laird found, so he put microphones on these athletes and he was telling them, hey, Whatever you have in your mind, just say it out loud, you know, and of course it's uncomfortable for a little bit, but then they got used to it. And then he recorded all of these different 
conversations that these athletes were having in their head. And then he drew connections of when they had this particular tone with themselves, this was typically a result. And so we have the choice of having a conscious conversation with us saying that we are, we're valid, that we are loved, that we are important, that we are, it's okay for us to whatever it is, you know? Um, and I think that if you find yourself, if you're listening, if you, if you can be aware of that self-talk and you hear yourself saying negative things, I'm stupid. I, I, I always make this mistake. I can't, when you hear that, it's okay. I'm not saying stop right tomorrow. Like you're still going to have these, these words, but be aware of what's being said. And that's the first step mm -hmm. when you're being aware of what's said. Yeah. And then you can reprogram your yourself and you have the choice. Just like I, I think that you have gone through several, several reprograms. And I think what oh is working gosh. for and you. Then we'll, and then them some. I mean, I, I look forward to even more, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you don't ever, you're never at like that, oh, I'm all, this is it, this is it. Like, <laughs> come on, man. We're all learning. We're all here. I say this about a rosebud. A rosebud and a rose, right? A rose, are, 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 is one better than the other? Hmm. What do you think? Is one better than the other? The rosebud or the rose? So, okay, the... The answer that most people would say is the rose. Yeah, it's not sure. It's just a different stage. They're both the same. It's just a different stage of development. You see? It's a different stage of development. We're all at different stages of development. So when somebody's like, we're still freaking roses, man. <laughs> we're still freaking roses. Where are you at? You know, some we compare ourselves to others. You know, it's so, so silly. It's like, you're just at a, obviously, you're just at a different stage. That's it. It's no big yeah. deal. I and remember when I was there. start from where? Huh? And the seed. All, yeah. start with the seed, man. We got to start from this freaking seed. Yeah. And so the greatest oak began in the smallest seed, right? That's so, and, and you can draw that connection into everything, into our thoughts, into our actions, into our, our, uh, whatever, whatever comes aside from that. Like it all, it all, you know, we're, we're, you drop the pebble into the pond and it only begins with a small ripple, but at some point it will reach the furthest ends of the lake yeah you know? that's true so it's you say being aware of your thoughts it's funny because a lot of things that you say it's being aware like you you'll hear yourself if you if you stop and you listen to yourself you're like dude would you ever say that to your friend right. you would never say we're terrible to ourselves like you idiot why'd you do that well because I'm human you know what I'm saying <laughs> like you would never say that so we listening I it's that's perfect what you just said like be aware of your thoughts because although it won't immediately change if you're aware of those thoughts at some point you can counteract it by going hey that's so not true that's not you're not an idiot no you, you did that because you were um um you were uh thinking of a thousand other things that were going on you know that's why you forgot that silly goose <laughs> get on with the show right like yeah be your own best friend man yeah, I was thinking about, so on that Bevolve path that we're going to head, that we're kind of still heading, but we're putting our, you know, things together. It's still kind of evolving. The Bevolve is evolving. Mm -hmm. A big aspect of that is thinking and, and how our thoughts affect us and being aware of our thoughts. But it is a, I'm trying to figure out the best way of, so affirmations. 
Okay, reprogramming. Mm -hmm. I think affirmations is a is a way for us to reprogram our negative thoughts. If we feel like we're not important, you know, if we just for an exercise. So if anybody's listening to this and you're having some type of issue mentally where you're saying this particular thing in, in a negative way, as an example, as a as an experiment, try this. Whatever that negative thought is, flip it. Write down the positive counter counterpart of that thought. Like, I'm not important. I am extremely important. And for about five minutes in the morning or in the night, whatever time, literally take that affirmation and repeat it in your head. Write it down. Actually, write it down. Um, Jim Laird also talks, and we've heard there's a lot of nuances whenever you write things down, how you how you basically uh, ingest things a little bit better yeah, because you have true. how more... a lot of the clients write in their journal. It's it's very therapeutic. Very therapeutic. Sets yeah. it in stone. Sets it in stone. There it is. Something you can uh, reference. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And the time that you're taking in writing it is slower, right? So you have more time marinating. Like you were, mm -hmm. what were you marinating? So you were marinating something we were talking well, about. Well, something's marinating. <laughs> I'm having something marinating now. <laughs> But 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 I'm trying to figure out, you know, is there universal affirmations that, you know, if we're if we're going to put out a program to help people evolve, mm -hmm. you know, what type of affirmations is there? Are there universal ones that everyone can think, use or is I it all individual? So. I, I think I think there are the basic ones, you know, and then you add to it. So what it's never like, basic, like worthy. I think a lot of people don't think they're wor uh, worthwhile. They're not worthy. They say that I'm not worthy, you know. And that's so not true. I mean, I have talked with so many people, and that is like a common one. It's like the you know, yeah. uh, if, if the more you talk about that, you realize like, well, Lily, you think that too. Well, how would you think that? You're like, you know, because your thoughts about somebody else is completely different than what your thoughts about your own self are, right? So it's wild, but I think that's that's one of them. I think in addition to those uh, basic ones, right? Mm -hmm. That you know, to each his own. A little extra, little extra something, something. We're uniquely designed, so you add to it. Yeah. You know, whatever that takes. salt and the pepper. Yes. But well, you little, need the egg. There you go. We got the whatever, salt. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> little sugar, little spice, little, you know. <laughs> Everything nice. Yeah. Now, typically, they'll, I'll ask, you know, if you have some place, if somebody hears the podcast and they want to get feedback or input, but I'm not sure if this is something that, that, that would be uh, something that you would want to put out there as far as like, uh, but maybe you can do that through the treatment center. You, Akasha, you said? Yes. Or? Akasha recovery. Yeah. It's in, it's actually in Cardiff by the sea. It's a little, a little drive away. It's kind of Cardiff by the sea, which is in, oh. um, like close to San Diego. So I drive an hour and a half to get there and an hour and a half back, but it's freaking <laughs> awesome. You know, I take that time to just like driving along and thinking about stuff. <laughs> oh, look at, I listen to your podcast. Uh, on my my travels that way, just to see what you were all you know what this was all about. So, um, it's a, it's it's good. So, uh, I, I, what were you asking like in terms of like getting in contact? Yeah, like, well, I I feel, but your business has nothing to do with with what we're talking about here. No. So, um, I, it's like 
doing, you know, shower doors yeah. or, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, ah, you know, yeah. reach out to Scotty. <laughs> if you have something to say, you know, did you, is there a format where they, they, they could say like, hey, man, this is a great podcast or. We're uh, still working on, we're still evolving. Evolving that. to that. Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. Do you have a, you got a, something? They can probably comment somehow, some way. Yeah, right? totally. You, yeah. I, I believe it or not. I have no part of social media. I know I'm, I'm like so old school. <laughs> um, um, and it's not because I. Maybe just, a reason you're so happy <laughs> or, or that you're able to have that. Perhaps, perhaps. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, if you ever come across me, feel free to talk to me. I don't care. <laughs> you really want to, you know, if I had something great to say that you could resonate with and you want additional, you know, little something, something, contact Scotty. <laughs> Scotty will contact me, you know. Uh, I have no problem whatsoever. I, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm here whatever anybody needs, you know. Cool. I like it. I'm definitely, I have a couple people that I'm sure would want to have an, another interview with you, you know, talking about your story and, you know, because every we all have our our people, you know, and then some people have different people and more people. And so I, I yeah. It's fascinating. So how can you possibly get your life out in, in one podcast, right? Like right. you go like this, we hit certain things that obviously came out. There's so much more to it. You know, it's like, um, I'll probably listen to him like, what the, okay, wait, oh, wait, what about that? What about, but you know, just like getting to know people, right? It doesn't take two hours to find out who they are. You get what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. a lot of times it, it, it takes some time it takes some time. So was, everybody has these big stories, you know, so take some time and, and getting to know one another. So Awesome. Well, hopefully this is just the beginning and that, you know, in the future that there'll be other ways that our paths can cross and people that we can help and things that we can do to make the world a better place. And, you know, I thank you so much for coming to be my guest on this podcast. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> I, this has been like, this has been awesome. This has been so great. Thank you so much, Scotty. Awesome. Well, for any of you guys that are tuning in, still, thank you for your attention, and hopefully you gleaned some interesting, God bless America, I did it again, that's $15, at least I catch myself. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and if you have questions, reach out, if you have comments, reach out. If you are dealing with some kind of issue, uh, join the crowd, we all are. Some people are dealing with it a little better than others. But either way, it's okay. And I love you, but I'm going to have to leave you. See you next time. <laughs>